and welcome to a special edition of the State of the Fleet Industry video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. And this series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders in today's fleet management industry. And today I have the real honor of interviewing Matt Dyer, CEO and President of Lease Plan USA. And we're going to be discussing the key challenges that are facing all fleet managers and will be facing these fleet managers in the 2023 calendar year. And um, with that, I'd like to welcome you to the interview, uh, Matt. Thanks, Mike. Good to be with you. Thank you. So needless to say, this has been tumultuous times for all concerned, and, and not only for this year, but for the past couple of years. So, you know, we've been having these difficult times where we've been involved with sourcing constraints, ongoing sourcing constraints, inflationary pressures, labor shortages. You have many clients in this industry. What are you doing to help your clients mitigate these challenges, Matt? Well, Mike, you're right. I mean, there's really a lot going on right now, some difficult and challenging times. You know, we're really seeing the ripple effect from the, the stone we dropped into the pond that was COVID and then subsequently the, the war in Ukraine. So we're very aware on the impact that this is having for our customers. And as you know, we see this very much as lease plans responsibility to partner with them. Uh, one of the things that our customers call out for us is our customer focus. We've got a great team of lease planners who go into action to support, but we also need to have a clear plan of attack. And, you know, one of the topics you talked about, which is OEM supply constraints, is a great example. We are in the era of allocation. And as we track, for example, new vehicle light duty inventory, the, the picture isn't improving anytime soon. So we've got an important role to play, whether it's the new vehicle itself, helping customers understand what should be their allocation, making sure we continue to communicate with the OEMs in the best way possible, make sure things are joined up, making sure that we also understand how to make the best use of the order window and encourage reviews of alternatives. You know, OEMs have reduced incentives so, you know, they've taken away the, the reward for loyalty. So what does that mean? What other supply could come into the mix? For us this year, for the first time ever, we've bought significant numbers of vehicles at our own risk to ensure we could help support our customers through what we call the pre-configured vehicle program to make sure they do have some availability of supply. But of course, some of the core capability like out of stock and then making sure when people do get allocation, they use it in the right way is really important. But it's not just new vehicles, it's the running fleet. How do we look after an aging fleet in the best way possible? How do we use things like changing the lease terms, reamortization, and of course, transportation to make sure vehicles are really in the best place they should be to support customers. So lots going on, but lots of ways we can help support. You know, I love that analogy, dropping the COVID stone in the pond and, that, and the ripple effect that's going on. And as we all know, with that ripple effect, it just keeps on going in the future until it ultimately dissipates on its own. Do you see all of this continuing into 23 calendar year and, and beyond? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, as I said, we're in the era of allocation, but there's a whole host of topics that are challenging fleet managers. I, I really think this is probably for our sector and for our customers the most dynamic era we've ever had. If I look at, you know, what's on a fleet manager's agenda at the moment, it's vehicle supply, cost inflation, extended repair times, but it's also how you're going to transition to EV. How, what's your data strategy? How are you going to use connected vehicle data to support? 
Also, how do you start to increase adoption of digital tools so you can drive productivity from your drivers? So, you know, at a headline level, if I look at, you know, what's on the table, adaptability and speed really comes to mind. Fleet managers now have to really be on it constantly to make sure they're making the smart decisions at the right time. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about total cost of ownership within our particular industry, and I don't think that can be any truer than now. But the speed with which we have to be assessing, what are we going to do on depreciation? MSRPs are up, incentives are down. How are we going to make sure that we manage the in-life costs in the right way? These are all absolutely crucial decisions and plans of attack that we need to have in play. And as I said, it's our job to support our customers with these particular challenges. And if I look at, for example, repair, maintenance and tires, there's a lot we can still do. You know, we can identify cost trends. We can give advice. We can encourage use of preferred or national account vendors where you can get greater cost control and also get a great service for the driver. You know, one of the things we're looking at now is on collision repair, a real hotspot. How do we look at drivable accidents differently from non-drivable accidents? And so, you know, it's never, it's never more important now than the work that the team have to do. We have a mechanical team that are really focused on avoiding costs for our customers. And our whole client success and consultancy team are there to identify additional cost savings opportunities. So I really see 2023 being a year where these remain absolutely top of mind. You know, you covered a lot of things there. And it was an excellent summary there. But I, I think, you know, you kind of hit on several key points. One with having to uh, use speed on calculating TCL and coming to those answers as quickly as possible. But I've had a corollary to that. It's also looking forward several years on TCO and trying to yeah. forecast and predict the, what that may be. So that's a very difficult task among um, uh, facing fleet managers in this time frame that we're in now. But you touched also upon electrification. And yeah. you're talking about how this is a unique time in the history of fleet management. Well, it's going to be extremely unique because this is the first time in the history of this profession that we're actually going to be running two parallel fleets, an EV fleet and an ICE fleet. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you could just uh, build upon that and, and discuss that a bit as to what you're doing to assist this transition to electrification and make it as painless as possible for your clients. Yeah, certainly, Mike. I mean, I think, you know, I talked about dynamism. I mean, it's look at EV, how dynamic that is. You know, for lease plan, we see ourselves having a crucial leadership role in this space. You know, it's going to be Climate Week NYC this week. So it's going to get very high profile. And I fundamentally believe that our customers and our sector can be a real force for good in this particular challenge. Because when we've got the right availability of vehicle models, the right volume of them, the right incentives and the right infrastructure, you know, we can be getting, you know, low or zero emission vehicles on the road very quickly. So it's good to see some of the progress from the Infrastructure and Jobs Act around the investment in the alternative fuel corridor charging infrastructure. You know, we probably would have been like, would like something more out of the Inflation Reduction Act around incentives. But we are where we are. And we have a key role to support our customers. We have a very specific EV transition plan. It has four steps, assess, design, implement, and manage. We will include in that a driver survey to really understand the mindset and appetite of drivers. 
We also will do some mapping to understand driver populations and the type of driving that they were doing. But we also want to make it as easy as possible. It's a very new area era and an area, you know, we're trying to put in charging, home charging. You know, this is a new capability that we have as a business, but we really want to have a digitized order to delivery process for charging in the same way as we have an order to delivery process for new vehicles. And also look to make sure we can harvest the right data around what charging has happened. So either from the charger or from the connected vehicle data really help with uh, the information that's going to drive reimbursement of charging. But we've got a good number of successful programs, significant number of vehicles on the road, battery electric vehicles on the road. Uh, You know, one of our biggest customers is already 60% green and we're getting great experience working with established and new manufacturers. So whether it's the e-transit or working with Tesla and Rivian, this is great experience for us to be supporting our customers with in the future. Uh, We've done an EV readiness survey this year. That's a great insight state by state around capability for EV. Uh, We have our EV summit taking place on November the 16th. I know, Mike, you're joining us for that. So really look forward to that as an event. But for me, also seeing us build new teams and new capabilities. We set up an EV enablement team. So seeing, you know, new people come into the business to help support that is great. Very comprehensive plan. Uh, But, you know, when you think fleet managers don't have enough to do, now we give them an entirely new asset class to manage, namely the home chargers. And I think, you know, that's going to be a monumental task. And as they say, the devil's in the details. So we'll uh, see how that all plays out in our industry. But it seems like you're addressing all of those things and you've been planning forward for that. One of the other areas we wanted to talk about um, is connectivity, you know, because it's not only all of these outside dynamics that are going on, but technology is changing. And um, in what way is connectivity going to be playing uh, a role in the management of fleets uh, in the coming years? Well, I think it's going to play a foundational role, Mike, to be perfectly honest. And it's going to be connectivity, not just with the vehicle, but connectivity with the driver as well. So, you know, the driver at my lease plan is relevant, but also the different types of connected vehicle solutions. Uh, We've established our own proprietary capability called One Connect. We'll have something in the region of 80,000 vehicles on that solution by the end of the year. This is allowing us to see data that's been harvested from a number of different mechanisms, including the onboard connectivity of the vehicle. But we really wanted to set out with our own solution. You know, I think it's so important that we can drive the development roadmap for that solution, including the user experience, so we can take on board customer input and customer feedback. Um, One of the interesting things that's starting to come out now is our ability to align connected vehicle data with vehicle data from other areas um, and therefore to be able to bring that that's agnostic based on the OEM but blend out the data is really important and it's, it's seeing us develop in other areas you know one of the things we've recently done is we've put connected vehicle data into the driver app so that drivers can identify by business trip and allocate job codes to them to help drive you know, the revenue of their organization. And also for the first time, the My Lease Plan app can now support pooled or shared vehicles, 
because a driver can scan the VIN code and then be tied to the trips for a particular vehicle. So what's not, what's great is it's not just the connectivity, it's seeing it now start to play a part in the whole ecosystem of what we do for our customers. Well, these are definitely exciting times in this industry. And that was really kind of breathtaking when you take into account all of the different things that are going on in our industry, the potential behind connectivity. I agree with you. I think it's going to have wide ranging ramifications on our industry. But unfortunately, we've reached our allotted time. Um, but I can't let you go, Matt, without asking one last final question. And what is the latest developments in the pending acquisition with um, of Lease Plan USA by Athene? Thanks, Mike. Yes, for sure. I know this is a top of mind topic. Back in June, uh, our owners, Lease Plan Corporation, announced that we would be sold as Lease Plan US to Athene, which is also the owner of Wheels Donlan. So lots of activity going on. Uh, as you can imagine, busy time in the build up to closing. Uh, we're excited about combining forces. Uh, we think that's going to create a great opportunity for our customers as we really build a real strong player in the US market. Uh, and of course, you know, customer ethos and customer commitment comes first. And I do believe this is something that, you know, we have very much embedded in our culture, as do Wheels and Donlan as well. Uh, but yeah, lots, lots to work through. Uh, exciting times. Got to, got to sort of just sort of pay, re pay recognition to our customers who I have to say, you know, have received this news in a very constructive way and their support and input for us is still crucial and is going to be very important in the years to come. But also, Mike, our employees, I have to say, this is big news to take in. You know, there's a lot to take in when you announce something like this. And they have really taken themselves on a journey from uncertainty to opportunity. And our next chapter will really bring this to life. But the one thing I have to call out, and it's both humbling and proud for me, is the way that they've gone to work to ensure we continue to deliver for our customers, focus on our customers. And as CEO, you can't ask for more than that. You cannot. And it's, it's a monumental task on everybody's part from uh, the C-suite all the way down to your line workers. Uh, one last question. When do you expect the acquisition to be consummated? We expect it to close towards the end of the year, Mike. Very good then. Well, thank you very much, Matt. This was really a very enlightening, very um, uh, enjoyable conversation. So I look forward to talking with you again in the future. Look forward to it. Thank you, Mike. All right. Bye-bye.